Hi, I'm Michelle Gebdecorns. I'm the founder of Paternal Being. This is our 21st Central Healing podcast today, and I have welcomed Kev Bailey with me today. So, would you like to introduce yourself and what you do? Well, I'm Kev Bailey, and I work under two names. If I'm on my own, Connective Therapies. If I'm working with my partner, then it's um, the Uncommon Heartfelt Touch. Um, I'm a healer. I do weird stuff. <laughs> we like weird stuff. Good. That's all right then. Um, I'm based in Long Eaton, which is on the outskirts of Nottingham, but do regular venues in Birmingham, Leicester, Manchester, London. And we're welcoming him to eternal being with the weird crew. <laughs> right, brilliant, thank you. <laughs> so this is another reason why I brought you here today, Kev. So we could get out there to the people that watch our podcast, but to spread the word out there because a lot of people don't understand healing. And no. when I met you for the first time, one of a mutual friend of ours and somebody that you've you've actually treated just couldn't stop his praising about you and I had to meet you, so and then I met you, and I was like, I fell, never in, been the same I fell in love with you. <laughs> yeah. I fell in love with you because you've got a great sense of humour. You're so in tune with people, and that's rare, mm. really rare. So then, when it comes to healing, it's genuine. Like you can yes. just feel it. You can just feel it. As as a healer myself, you can just you you know. Yes. You, you just know. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to bring you here to to spread the word on what you actually do, but also to go through the different principles that you actually do, because a lot of people won't understand that yep, and how sure. you how you join it in. Okay. So, so how does it work? Okay. What's the first step? The first step is yeah. actually talking and communicating and finding out why the person, the client, wants to come and have a healing in the first place. Yeah. Um, how would they know that though? You know, like I know the answer of that, but you know, if if somebody is feeling out of whack or you know, how would they how would they know? Sometimes they just ring up and say, I've got a blockage in my life and they can't move forward. Yeah. Other times they ring up because they've got an illness, they've been through all the normal medical system. Yeah. And they've either been written off or told that they can't be helped. And so as a last resort, they come to somebody like me and we say, oh, yes, we can help you. In a majority of cases, I'm not saying in all, yeah. we don't necessarily cure people, but maybe we can either reduce the symptoms. And we don't cure people anyway because the person themselves cure themselves, whether they realise it or not. But we just hope help to open the doorways give them the tools yeah give them the tools as you say to heal themselves but we also maybe we cover things that they've not even thought of that maybe messing them up in some way normally i i'd say 95 percent of cases it's all emotional trauma and stress mm. that they've been through in totally. the past and even if it happened 20 30 40 years ago it's probably caught up with them now and that's why it's affecting them. And then the other people, other people just come because they're recommended. Some come because they're curious. Um, sometimes it's the universe that guides them to us, and they don't really know why they're there, but they just been given this message that they should come and see you. So 
they, they contact you or they contact the place that you're working now or yeah. the venue and, and so on. And then in that first meeting, what, what happens? In the first meeting, I would probably sit down and explain to them how the, how the healing is going to work. Yeah. But I also ask them if it's a two hour session, which I try to aim for because it may take that long to clear all the emotional stuff. I ask them their personal history, how they got on with mum and dad, brothers and sisters, were they bullied at school, did they clash with any teachers, have they been bullied in adult life, dodgy partners, and by dodgy partners I mean partners that may have mistreated you, yeah. things like that, any accidents, loss of pets, because people think more about their animals than they do humans. Well, I've got five time. dogs, so what does that say? Wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it's good in your house at feeding yeah, time. Yeah, 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 feeding time on three mm. children as well. Yeah, so <laughs> it could be anything, and grief as well, you know. People blame themselves, and even if they, sometimes people don't realise that they've been through a lot of stress and trauma, because it isn't one big event, it's... They don't recognise it, do yeah, they? Yeah, no, it's a load of little events, yeah. and, and blokes especially, because we're big and hard, and we're not allowed to show our emotions, mm -hmm. and it's a stiff upper lip. However, it catches up with us as it has me later on in life. And it's made me realise I've had to go look at myself as well yeah. and why I've created my illnesses recently. And it's all about my past, my childhood, a little bit in adult life as well. Yeah. But yes. So going back to you then. Okay. <laughs> going back to you. So where did you see... I mean, you're ex-military, aren't you? So yeah. tell us a bit about that, you know, because okay, so to understand the case history of, of yourself. Well, let's start at the beginning then, yeah. because when I was a child, I was probably quite spiritual, although I never realised it, mm. but I used to like being in the woods and playing in the woods. and Like a lot of us, and then we're distracted from our path because we're yeah, talking to. But I used to go and I'd see things that most people don't get to see, like I've seen a stoke catch a rabbit. Wow. And I actually thought it was a girl getting raped because the rabbit screamed. Oh. Because I went round then to see what it was and then saw this stoke carting this rabbit off. So things like that. I was very good at sneaking around in the woods and looking at wildlife and yeah. things. However, I got bullied at junior, at infant school in Hatfield near London. And then my parents immigrated to South Africa. And I got bullied over there by a guy who lived in our block of flats. And then we came back and my father enrolled me in an all-boys school in Plymouth. And I thought, I'm not going I've to I've got goosebumps in. now. <laughs> Look at that. I'm not pretending. Mm. I'm so sensitive. So he enrolled me in this all-boys school and I thought, I'm not going to get bullied here. So I put a front up and yeah. I, I became a school nutter. <laughs> so it wasn't so much fighting, but yeah. they taught us how to make chlorine gas in a chemistry lab, in a fume cupboard. So I'd get a few quid off the lads on a Friday dinner time. I'd Ducking and diving. Up, sneak up to the chemistry lab, make chlorine gas, but leave the fume cupboard door open and all the school doors. So the school filled with chlorine gas. And <laughs> For God's got, sake. We all got to go home early on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. Or I'd got there You're a character. Potassium <laughs> or sodium that. down the sink and it catches light when it hits water. <laughs> And they'd have to get the fire brigade in. But my We're father, not advising anybody to do this. No. <laughs> please don't. 
So my father was always These are not recommendations. called down the school. <laughs> and so he was sure the punishments from my dad got worse. He was an ex-military copper. Yeah. I'm an Aquarian anyway, so I'm a rebel. And then the harsher the punishments got, so I've had the belt from him, the cane and all sorts. Yeah. The more I rebelled, I started hanging around with biker gangs in Plymouth on the fringes until one day my father and I, I think he was accusing me of something I hadn't done and he was hitting me, so I hit him back. And I think we were both astonished because I knocked him across the kitchen and he got to realise I was a bit bigger than he thought I was. Mm. And so he asked me to leave home and I was probably about 16 and a half. I'd already tried to join the army, but they offered me the infantry, so I wasn't really interested. I wanted a trade. So I moved back up to London, living with my grand for a bit. She had mental health issues, but I'd been working with a Sikh guy. So I ended up moving in with him and his family. And so I got to the point where I could eat curries hotter than they could, which was lovely. Um, but then I joined the army at 17 and a half. Why I joined the army, I don't know, because being a rebel and not liking rules and regulations and... But Your if anybody's... told to go that way. Yeah. I can understand now, we're looking back. Yeah, but at the time. But even joining the army, I mean, if people remember the programme Soldier, Soldier, then I was Tucker, I was always in trouble for something or other, some scheme or whatever. Um, so anyway, I've done 12 and a half years in the army. I left, I come out. What did out. you do in the army? What was your... I was a vehicle mechanic. Yeah. I left at the rank of corporal. The main reason I left was I'd been attached to the paratroopers in Aldershot and they're fitness freaks and I was totally the opposite. So I volunteered for Northern Ireland to get away from them and then they were coming back to Ireland to my barracks for the first time since Bloody Sunday and I thought, well, no, let's get out of here. So that's why I signed off. I took up martial arts because I was unfit when I left the army, which is another reason why I was trying to escape the paras and became fitter. But I also started to learn a little bit about meditation and things like that. Um, when I left the army, I started selling and ended up as a packaging sales manager, which is why I ended up in the Midlands. Um, but then that went wrong, so I ended up buying a pub. And the pub gave me, I was pretty good at communication and relating to people anyway, but the pub gave me an even better um, experience yeah. of that. And not only that, as a, in the army, they teach you to be alerts. They want everybody to be alert. So it's a bit of a joke, I'm alert, yeah? Um, so when you go to Northern Ireland or somewhere like that, that, anything that's slightly out, you know that there's something going to happen yeah. or there may be a bomb planted there or something like that. So in a pub environment, you get to sense energies there as well about who may come and who's a bit dodgy, who yeah. to watch because they've had a few beers and they're about to kick off and, mm. and stuff like that. And so you get on it before it gets to that stage and help them out the door if you like. Mm. Anyway, I just repaired my relationship with my dad after all those years. And then he decided he wanted to check out. And he was in intensive care for a good couple of months in Plymouth. He had um, septicemia, but he had a dodgy heart valve. Um, and we had to make the decision to turn the machines off, which greatly messed me up because we mm. just got to the point where the relationship was good. 
and then he was taken away. So the anger was horrendous. Yeah. And then running the pub and trying to keep Powdy and those brigade and the village idiots out was making me more angry. Mm. And then I decided I needed to do something. So I had a, I was reading book reviews. I don't read book reviews. And it was in the Express and it was Lorna Burns, Angels in Your Hair. And my ex was going into town. I told her, asked her to get me that book. And she looked at me as if I'd fallen down the stairs. Anyway, she got me the book and I read it and it had quite a profound effect on me. It made me quite emotional. That's good. And then I was downstairs in a pub having a conversation with somebody and she says, I know a guy that will sort you out. Now, up until this point, I didn't believe in anything spiritual, load of poppycock proof. <laughs> so anyway, this medium came down and kind of done a rescue job on me. And we were having this conversation and in the pub was shut in the back room. He was crying because he could feel my emotions from my old man and obviously he could see mine. Yeah. So it was a bit of a sob fest, if you like. Anyway, he was too far away for me to go to his place for meditation. So then I had another conversation with somebody in the pub. He says, my mate goes to a place down the road. So I went and the f after about the second, third time, I started to see things and feel things. And, oh, oh, okay, right. -o. There is more to life than you think you prep. So, but this lady, um, Sally Woffin, she taught spiritual healing. So I've done a year of spiritual healing with her three years kinesiology and two years crystal healing. So I went to the Corinthian church at Hina to get more hands-on experience of healing, but I still knew I had an issue with my dad. And so I got recommended to a lady called Jeannie Rogers in near Banbury. He was a shamanic healer. And I went down and she picked up the issue with my dad. She also done soul retrieval, three soul retrievals on me. One to a young lady I knew when I first joined the army and we split up. Um, one to my dad, he had a part of my soul, another part of his, and we had to swap. And then there was a part swimming out to sea at the time. And that was me and my ex splitting up. So she brought those back. Oh, and at the beginning she said she picked up, I had a heart issue. And it felt like she had a 12 inch red hot knitting needle and she was shoving it through my arm for about three or four minutes. I was in absolute agony, but then it started to sort it. And then the last thing is my granddad and dad were both in unhappy marriages. And they were both in jobs that they were coming up to retirement, but so they couldn't leave, but they hated the jobs. Um, and they both retired, and then within a couple of years of retiring, they both died of heart issues. And I was going the same way, obviously, because Jeannie had picked up on yeah. my heart. So she made me journey to the Hall of Akashic Records, where I met this guy that looked like Jesus, you know, in all the robes and the beard and all the rest of it. And he had a piece of parchment in his hand, and he signed it, and I signed it, and it was about breaking the chain. And then I gave him a pearl on the proviso that when I came back to reality, I would go and give a pearl. So a couple of months later, I went down the local river with, with a couple of pearls, done a bit of a ceremony, chucked them in the river. And then I was driving back home. And as I got about halfway home, I got pushed right back in my driving seat. 
and I went, oh, what the odds that? And then I realised, uh, I don't do subtle, so they're letting me know that I fall short the contract <laughs> and that everything was sorted. <laughs> and then I started to invite, because I was doing this part-time between my job at Rolls-Royce, um, I started to invite Jeannie up to come and do some of my harder clients that I was struggling to fix. Yeah. So she kind of took me on as a unofficial apprentice and I ended up doing loads with her. I'd done her shamanic healing course, etc., etc. And so I've not looked back, but I don't do my shamanic healing in a traditional way. Although I can, I can drum and go and yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah. I prefer people to tell me what they've been through and then I take them to go and get their power back or their soul part back or cut calls because I think that's more powerful. I agree. Yeah. Um, and so... Because you're tailing everything for that, yes. that, 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 that client. Yes. So I combine it with crystals because there's normally a crystal grid under the bed and I've got two smoky quartz house bricks that I put between your ankles because, again, I'm a bloke, so I don't do subtle or about that big. Um, <laughs> But I use kinesiology as well because I put them in a state of weakness. And How hold... do you do that? How do you do that? Okay, just so to put somebody in a state of weakness and you yeah. get them on the couch, yeah. I would muscle test and if the arm would probably yeah. stay strong. And then I get them to think about something that has upset or the reason they're stressed or traumatised and the arm will go weak. And then once it's gone weak, you just tap the ankles together, put my crystals between them. And then they're locked into a state of weakness. And a lot of people wouldn't really, well, I think people that are not believers, yes. okay, were like, what? How? Yes. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, I've had it loads, works. loads it of works. come it in. It really, really does work. And I want to come back to the, the three parts, the three elements that you use within, within yep. a treatment with someone to just explain, like, each one you've explained a little bit within a treatment but just explain when you do them individually and what they mean okay, does that so make sense kinesiology is probably yeah. the easiest to explain yeah. and your training as well because yeah. you have to be trained to do all of this this isn't yes. mumbo jumbo it took me three years to and i'm still learning yeah every day because there's various day. different um modes of kinesiology yeah. so i do applied kinesiology but i know there's systematic there's yeah uh, psychology, it, it, yeah. there's loads. Um, but kinesiology works on muscle testing. There's 17 muscle tests you would do on a person to do a full balance. Each one relates to an organ and a meridian line. And depending on... What's a meridian line? I know what a meridian Okay, so line. Chinese medicine, Yeah. Um, works <laughs> on, it works on Chinese medical principles. And you have 17 meridian lines in your body which are like energy lines yes, totally. that can become blocks yep. either through surgery, stress, trauma, mm. accidents. And when so you're out of whack. Yes. So we would do the muscle testing. Your body tells us what it wants fixing and what order it wants fixing. And then by running meridian lines, lymphatic drainage and holding neurovascular points on your head. Yeah we fix them we know we fix them because we'll test again and the muscles that were weak should go strong um when i'm doing the emotional stuff i hold a point on the shoulder here which is on the stomach meridian because this is where we hold all our emotions most of them so it takes it down the arm and then if we're if we suffered trauma 
stress or we're still in it, we can get stuck in fight, flight or freeze, which means all the blood goes to the reptile brain at the back of your head. So we hold two points on the front, which brings that back to the front. It helps you to think more logically and takes you out of fight or flight because fight and flight is only supposed to be temporary. The dinosaur turns up, you run away from it, it, and then everything should go back to normal. But if you get stuck in it, you then start to overload your system. Which is most of the generation. Yeah, especially really today. Is. And there's stresses out there you don't even realise, like mobile phones Type and things completely. like that. Yeah. Um, so once you get stuck in, in fight and flight, you can start to overload your adrenals, you mess up your hormones and your thyroid. Yeah. As you know, you mess up your stomach, your stomach doesn't start to digest your food properly, which means you don't get vitamins and minerals, which is a more or deeper stress. Yeah. And it's just a whole vicious circle. So the idea is, and also while you're holding these points, they bring things out of your subconscious that you buried there that you don't even know is lurking in that filing mm -hmm. cabinet brings it to the front and so it helps you to release it and it, it's weird sometimes I go to shows and I would do like a half hour taster session and part of that is I do a body scan so my hands about 12 inches over their body and find negative energies in it and I've had lots of ladies that they give me that look that when I scan and I go over women's bits and I pick it mm. up it's either a hormone imbalance going on or somebody has forced them to do something they didn't want. Yeah. And it's just, they look at you, I say, don't answer this question, but it's and or, and then you know which ones have been mm. forced because the look they give you is out. How do you know that? Yeah. But it's, it's your just reach amazing. Outcome, yeah. You know? So they're not grounded and they're no. out of whack and out yeah. of balance. And it's such a taboo subject and it shouldn't be, you know, yes. for for the root chakra you know yep. people want to skim around it and think that trauma doesn't happen down there even down to a lady giving birth and if it's a traumatic birth can be leaving yep. negativity of and course. then they're not being able to relate to the to the husband or their partner because of the trauma that they've had in that in that in well, that you situation even get that in relationships yeah. because if you've had a series of relationships or a relationship that or lost a really, baby really bad, yeah you may then leave that partner and get a new one but you may not be quite as committed because you're scared of getting hurt again yes and then because you're not quite as committed that partner realizes and then that relationship may fall apart or not realize its full potential and you could go on through relationships like that and carry on picking people that are unsuitable for you mm. whereas if you went back and healed the first relationship you would raise your vibration and then the next partner that comes in would be more suited and of a higher level if you like um i don't want to sound like egotistical or whatever but of a higher level so they wouldn't behave like your original partner yeah. in the first place yeah. and like you say with trauma of losing babies nine times out of ten mum blames herself it's something she didn't do or did do during mm. the pregnancy she thinks it's her fault but it isn't. It was all meant to be as it's meant to be. I believe that before we come here, we make contracts with people. We sit down with our guides and guardian angels and we agree that we want to experience certain things. And then we, we're born and we forget about it. 
and then lo and behold, people come in stage left, do whatever it is they contracted to do, and then exit stage right, and then you're left in the middle of the blubbering mess because you've been caught up as a human in the drama and the trauma. And then you're carrying it around with you and you carry it into the next relationship yeah. or the next workplace or yeah. bringing up your kids. It can be anything. It yes. can be absolutely anything. But if you learn, and it's quite hard to do, to step back from the drama and the trauma and think, what the hell did I want to learn yeah. from this? And then it all starts to go away because you have the realisation it may happen again a bit later on, just to test that you've dealt with it. Mm. But it goes, and then again. And it is may, a skill. You may have a new experience to yeah. go through. But with loss of kids, I always think that sometimes, especially with a new soul, it might be doing a dummy run. It might just want to come along for the three, six months or whatever in the mother's stomach to experience that love. And then that's all it needed, so it goes away again. So there are lots of reasons why you may unfortunately lose children and you may have agreed to experience that as well, but there is no blame. Mm. But that's what most ladies do is they beat themselves up mm. because they believe it's blame. Yeah. And that that forgiveness as well, to be yes. able to release that pain is 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 so powerful. It really is, yeah. you know. Um and when when You've you you've done the, the amount of training that you've done to to be able to to be able to do the therapy to enjoy all of those yes. skills together is on another level. You know, yeah. I've done shamal breathing and I love it. I absolutely love it. I I, I use it daily. The breath work and so on. It's helped me massively to overcome issues and problems in my own life and. Un unraveling that muscle fascia within oneself is a yep. skill. It really is a skill. But also, as you as you've experienced as a practitioner, that you have to work on yourself. You have to work on yes. yourself to un overcome to be the best practitioner you possibly can. Yes. And you do it every do it every day. Yep. Be aware of it. Indeed. Yes. Be aware of it. Yep. Be aware. Why am I out of whack? Why has that upset me so much? Why is this the you know, yes. and by understanding it, you can deal with it and you can put the right tools in to be able to have a better life. And also, as well as healers, nine times out of ten, we call ourselves wounded healers because we've been through <laughs> the most trauma yep. to clear ourselves <laughs> yep. the most so we can be even a better a healer and channel more energy. So, mm. so that's kind of, we kind of touched on kinesiology there yeah. and then a bit of, my beliefs with energy therapy and shamanic healing, um, but shamanic healing is taking power back from people. So whoever may have mistreated you, yeah, I get you to go and get your power back off of them. You get to tell them whatever it is you really wanted to tell them and relive the events at the time. But when I tell you to do that, you do it in your head because it's none of my business. It's between you and them. Yeah. And therefore the client won't hold back on what she, they're saying to people. Um, I then get them to forgive them, no matter if, how bad the trauma might have been, because you're not forgiving them for their sake, you're forgiving them for yours. Totally. Yeah, and then I get you to forgive yourself, wrong place, wrong time, you blamed yourself, whatever it might be. If it's still somebody in your life, perhaps a current partner or something like that, and you are in love with them, all sort of balls of love, but then you get to say to them how you would like that relationship to go forward and improve. 
and then we ask for divine help to go and have a word with their divine partners to sort it out. But what normally happens is, is they get it on an energetic basis. So even if it's not just a partner, I've had it where somebody has been bullied at work and they're about to go into a meeting with HR and the bully. Yeah. And I kind of get them to rehearse what's going to happen. So when they walk in, they've already taken the power back from yeah. the bully. They're standing in their power and they go in full of confidence because they've already said it. And then when it happens on the day, the bully's already got it. So he's perhaps not as bad as he might have been. And then it helps the outcome because you also ask for divine intervention for everybody's highest good. And the good. courage and you're yeah. prepared. Yes. You're prepared instead of going into, you know, into the devil's coven. Yeah. You, you're, you're aware of what's going to prepare yourself. And and that those skills that you're, you're, you're helping and those tools and assessments, you can bring into everyday life in a yeah. situation that you've had trauma, that you've been put in a situation that you, you can't control. You can control any situation. You have a yeah. choice. Yes. Have of a choice. Course. And we all have the power to control those yes. situations. And unfortunately, mainly with women, because of what you go through in life and the way things have been programmed for the last 2,000 years, yeah. you guys don't have as much self-confidence, perhaps, or self-worth. If you feel that way about yourself, you have low self-esteem, no confidence, you'll attract more things into your life to try and teach you that lesson, to give you the self-confidence mm. and the self-esteem to move forward. And then, of course, when you get to that point, that's when you may pick the new partner that's more worthy of you. Your workplace may change and you'll get promoted. And it's just amazing. So powerful. Yes. Seven years ago, I started that part of my journey yeah. with a friend and I've never looked back. And so many of the doors have opened up to me. It's amazing, isn't it? And, and, and I mean that. I mean that totally. Because... A lot of what we're saying, there's bits in there, people are going to go, what? Yeah. Really? Guardian angel, this, that. Yeah. But whatever that might be, if it works, it works. That's right. It, <laughs> it matter, works. Does it? If, it if you're works. having a better life yeah. and, and you feel in control of it in the right way that you're happy yeah. and you're bringing happiness, happiness to others and your life experience is better on this planet, isn't it worth a try? Indeed it is. You've got nothing to lose You've at the end of the day. You've got nothing to lose. And a lot of people, just the, the the barrier of making that choice to make that phone call or to contact yeah. is the biggest biggest move, isn't it? Yes. You know, they've actually admitted it. Some people will be thinking about it, you know. Well, I'll, the fact that you've actually admitted it yeah. in a way is starting the healing process. It's a cycle that of change. you have an issue, yeah. Whereas if when you're trying to just keep holding it in... Mm putting a false front on, yeah. etc. All you're doing is making yourself ill, yeah. eventually. And yeah. unhappy. Yes. And that projects out. It does project out. Well, it was quite funny. When I started at Rolls-Royce, I got talking to a couple of blokes who were open, if you like, yeah. to this. But, of course, I had a beard and the long hair and... <laughs> Was wearing <laughs> Explain what you said to me when we first met each other. Well, it yeah. did make me laugh. So <laughs> I'm walking around. What did they used to call you? Hagrid. <laughs> I 
love it. I love it. It makes me smile so much, Hagrid. Because of what I did as well, and they used to, these two used to say, "Well, don't tell the others because they'll take them." Not everything is what it seems from the outside, guys, and that's what most people go wrong. Yeah. Their perception of yes. stuff, and the people's people get their perceptions completely, completely wrong, and that's why it made me smile so much. Because yeah. yeah, I live in my little magical world. Yeah. <laughs> Hagrid, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, this big horrible airy get. <laughs> I love it. He's in all this weird and wonderful airy fairy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So they used to say, don't talk to the others, they'll all start don't talking talk to Mickey. But I did start talking to some of them, and they'd all go, yeah, a load of rubbish. And then a bit later on in the shift, they'd come up and say, yeah, Kev, I've experienced this, or I'm feeling this. And, and so all this thing that they didn't believe, they actually did believe, but they just didn't want to admit it in front of their mates. So, yeah. And I've had a guy come to me with tennis elbow. Uh, and he came to the session. I said, you're stressed because of doing muscle tests. And he kept you're stressed, you're stressed. What are you stressed about? Is it the job, marriage? No, nothing, not stressed. Oh, the amount of times you Anyway, we carried on. <laughs> and then I said, no, I still can't get rid of this because you're stressed. And then it came out, his mum's in a care home. She's got dementia. His sister and him take alternate days to go and visit he doesn't want to visit because his mum doesn't recognize him and she's saying weird stuff and things like that so he feels guilty that he doesn't want to go and this was all the stress that was building up he didn't like to see his mum like that and then when we finally admitted it and went through it he released it. his tennis elbow went away because it'll go to the weakest point of your body yes which was obviously his elbow but yeah. that would be repetition of activities he's doing at work and all the yeah. rest of it so it's gone to the weakest point well, and it's mental it all about bringing stuff yeah to you, totally it? yeah and he was trying to keep it yeah push it way. away yeah. push it away yeah. but you know i find it so fascinating that so many people don't understand different therapies and understand how important it is to tailor your treatments for for clients and yeah. bringing incorporating the, the principles that you're doing, you're giving the best outcome. There's kind of a just standard down one, way you yeah. may do it, but it is tailor-made to each client because yeah, yeah. everybody is different. Yeah. Um, part of the other thing about shamanic healing is we do extraction. So doing yeah. that body scan, finding the negative energy, pulling it out. We cut cords to people that are no longer in your life, but they may still have the attachment there because they may be still draining your energy. Um, I also talk to people about protection and going into places like a negative workforce and you're walking in and they're all sucking you away. Cause they're all well, you feel it as soon as you walk in a room. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I've said this, to, I had it yesterday actually, and um, I had a lovely review that came that came through this morning and, and the person she was six months ago to the person that she is now... Mm. Are completely two different but isn't people, that but more I rewarding than the money or anything. Yeah, is the fact that's that that's why that's that's that why I do what I do. Yes. I mean, that is that 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 to me is both. why. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful thing. And it's like you say, everybody has their journey, and you can't do their journey for them because then they don't learn their lessons mm. and get the experience. But you can guide them and give them the tools to better cope with that journey. Yeah. And maybe get on the train and leave the baggage on the platform and then just sail mm -hmm. off into the bright future, if yeah. you like. 
and he, like you said about cutting those cords and so on and and how and it can happen a lot in families yes you can choose your friends yeah you can't choose your family Correct. <laughs> and not every member of your family may be a nice person they're not always got the best but intentions you've selected for you them. you've yeah. selected your mum and dad you, yeah your mum may be an alcoholic and your dad's yeah. angry and all the rest of it you selected them that's what you wanted to experience yeah. Maybe, and again, this is woo-woo, in a past life, you were the angry alcoholic, and so you've got to see the other side mm. of it to balance the karma. Yeah. You know, it's just, the more I get into this and start looking at reasons and people's journeys and even my own journey, the more you start to realise the bigger picture. And even what's going on in the world at the moment, COVID is a negative thing if you get it but it's doing an awful good job, positive job of waking people up and yeah. making people realise what they want in their there's lives. There's a lot of skullduggery going on out yeah. there. Yeah, and then they've also had two years sitting at home looking at themselves. What do I want? Well, they either went drinking frenzy at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating lots, piling the weight on, or they went the opposite end like I did and it was pure awakening for yes. me. I was like, right, I've got to do this, 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 and I've just yeah. not stopped. Since I've got my first two-week holiday in April, and I can't wait in my first two-week holiday in 20 years. Wow. And I'm like, I can't wait two mm. weeks of being in the forest for a week. Brilliant. Doing outdoor pursuits, because that's just me. Uh, bushcraft and just being with my family and being, yeah. being still. Mm. And, you know, and we forget that. Forget that with no, yeah nature yeah totally totally I mean I'm lucky that we've had all our garden done and everything and I've done we've got fire pit and all the other bits mm. and pieces so we can escape out in the garden and 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 have emptiness if that makes any sense empty good emptiness well, I would have said you're a bit of an elemental anyway so, <laughs> yeah. mm. so 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 yeah so it's it's important for people to find that that balance within oneself to get calmness because a lot yeah. of people can't cope with being on their own or having stillness. Well, no, because if you're not happy on your own and you don't love yourself, there's nobody else who's going to love you the way you should love yourself. And it's like in relationships, you should be independent and love yourself and have your life. And then your partner should also be the same. But yes, you want to come together to experience yeah. a loving relationship between you. But it's unconditional. It shouldn't be ownership, mm. you know. Other question I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask before we, we wrap up is crystals now. Yes. I've always been attracted to crystals. I'm like the first part of my journey um, many, many years ago now. I was drawn to a crystal shop and I remember going into the crystal shop when I was first qualifying and training in the Maidenhead, going there and, and thinking, what are these all for? Mm. And I didn't have a clue. So explain what crystals are. Because what do crystals do? Because there's they, there's so many and they do different they well, that is bif it. different powers. Different colours, different sorts of crystals all have their own properties. And what do properties mean? Because some people won't understand properties, okay, but so I understand maybe it. Maybe if you get like a brown crystal or something like that, yeah, um, and you can put it on your liver and it'll help your liver to heal because your liver is a similar colour. So you can link things up that way. Um, clear quartz, for instance, you, it can amplify energy. So if I'm using it 
to maybe get a pain out of the knee, then I'll probably use a bit of clear quartz or something like that. Carnelian is like an orangey reddy colour, that's about cleaning blood. So there are different things you can use for crystals. You do have to be careful though. Yeah, because some I remember this. The lady yeah. said to me in the shop, I was drawn to two crystals. One was a one was a pale blue and one was and it's astonishing. I went for the, the dark green basically and that is as a light worker a healing healing yes. tool and you need mm. to be trained to use it yeah and i look back on it i'm like wow i understand why she said it now because i've got my little books and everything i'm yes. not a crystal healer um but i use crystals and stuff at home all around the house and my kids have crystals as as well and I, as i was saying what you're drawn to and so on but they work yeah they do if you they get, work if you get shungite and put it next to your um, Wi-Fi and things like yeah. that, it helps to get rid of the EMF. Yeah. If you wear black crystals, um, especially around your neck, it's a form of protection and also it deflects any negative energy that's coming at you. You have to be a little bit careful of clear quartz on people that have got cancer because it can speed up the cancer growth and stuff like yeah. that because it's an amplifier, so you wouldn't use it on them. Yeah. But like you say, the best thing to do is if you're going in a crystal shop, is to see what you're drawn to and then go and consult one of the encyclopedias to find out why you've been drawn to it and why it's going to help. You see, you see the compounds and everything and where they come from and their yes. meanings and what they can do and you're like, wow. Well, Native American people say that they are alive. They are rock people. They have a vibration. They have a consciousness, but we just don't realise. It's the same as plants. We all just think they're inanimate things. But no, they're not. they're not. They have a consciousness. Some would agree, Gavin Social, yeah. that no, we're drawn to plants. There's plants yeah. everywhere in the studio. <laughs> yeah. well, it cleanses the air. Look what they can do for health, and most of them are medicinal. And there's even hidden things that we don't realise that part of shamanic healing is to remove what I call unwanted lodgers. So they may, people may pick up entities in bars or hospitals is not a bad place for them and you bring them home, you don't even know you've got it. I had a heart bypass two years ago and after the bypass I had an entity attachment which I picked up on a surgical instrument from the guy who went down before me. Yeah. Not that they hadn't been sterilised and all the rest of it, but the energy was still there. And then the Because same what we don't realise is, is the material. <clears throat> yeah. And the same with the crystals, it's the material. Yeah, indeed. It absorbs. Yes, yeah. And so I've been wandering around with this entity and attachment, and apparently I wasn't a very nice guy. And then I realised, and I went to another shamanic healer, and she took it off for me. And then I went back to the normal Kev mm -hmm. instead of this miserable grumpy Kev that I <laughs> become. No, just the one at Hogwarts, it just, it just makes me smile. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Well, thanks, Kev, for today. Oh, thank um, you for welcoming and bringing right. me in. That's all right, okay. There's going to be a lot of stuff there that people are going to go, yeah, I understand usual. that. Yeah. But if please reach out. If you feel that you're blocked in any shape, way, and form, we can help you at Eternal Being. You can contact myself, contact Kev. Details on that are going to be at the end of the podcast and it will be on our YouTube channel as well. So we're going to welcome Kev back again. Um, right. and we're looking, to, we're looking to case studies, I think, because I think right. reality of case studies is really relevant for people because, okay. again, that taboo subject of people that... that 
doesn't matter if you, you don't believe in God and angels and all the other bits of it. If it's clearing you, it's clearing you, you yes. know, and, and help people understand that, that the most basic person, the most cynical person can change their lives. Yes. And without having things like that to relate to, and which is why we go through so much yeah. stress and trauma, if we haven't been through it, how can we relate to the client? Yeah. Whereas if we've experienced it and got ourselves through it, we're in a better position then to help the client yeah. move forward. Mm. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. It's been, it's been amazing. I could talk to you it's all been a day. Pleasure. It's great fun. Thank you, everybody. See you later.